All right, welcome for a Sunday edition of the RTD Q&A. This is more of an emergency check-in last minute, uh, but I'm excited to have a returning guest, uh, Lehiru Daswala, uh, over in Sri Lanka right now. And it's uh, almost midnight your time, so I appreciate you taking time for me. But uh, Mm -hmm. I I was going through the news, and I came across a lot of recent developments uh, from our last conversation about a month ago. And a lot of things have transpired over the last... uh, couple of weeks that I thought was worth bringing to the audience just because we can learn about um, we can learn a lot from real world situations as they unfold. And I entitled this, you know, when government dies, uh, as I mentioned to you uh, about two of my favorite books, when, when money dies and when nations or when money destroys nations. And so well before the currency fails, the government fails. And so I'm looking forward to uh, having you just educate us and share what's uh, what's happening in your world. In your world. But uh, before we get started, Lahiru, uh, give us a little bit about your background for those who might not know who you are, if you don't mind. I'm Lahiru Tolaswala. I'm a journalist based in Colombo. I report on political and uh, business as well as economic news, uh, straight coming from Sri Lanka. And uh, I've been working in this industry for some time now. And um, I'll be glad to inform you about uh, what's going, what's what's taking place in Sri Lanka currently and it's 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 really bad yeah yeah so and that's one one of the things is i just want to give people another perspective something outside of the mainstream narrative we're told here because we're told everything is all you know all hunky-dory and everything is fine but that's not the same case for every other country and so i think sri lanka what's happening in your country right now is it it couldn't it can be a good indicator as to what might be coming in the future in other countries and so uh, i wanted to just document that but before i dive into that I also have a lot of things I want to put up on the screen, but for those tuning in, definitely I want to make sure I include you guys. So throw out some thoughts, some questions or whatnot and during a Q and a Q&A session. Uh, I'll love to throw you some questions uh, and just see what people might have on, on their mind as far as what's going on. So let me actually, before we move forward, let me go back to, uh, let me type in one second and we go back into our first discussion. And so just, we can kind of piggyback from there because I'll point people to that direction so they can, uh, see what we're talking about there. But I think it's, as I said before, a good indication of what uh, could come in the developed world over in this region. And so it's better to stay informed and ahead of time rather than behind and be caught off guard. So I uh, should have been prepared. But as I mentioned, this was a last minute thing. So I appreciate you for joining us, but might not even have time to do it. But anyway, so let's uh, jump right in, man. So last time we talked, uh, I want to say at that moment, the Indian rupee at that uh, and I'm sorry, Sir Rankin, Sri Lankan, Sri Lankan Ruby, if I'm, forgive me, uh, was experiencing some, some significant uh, drawdowns. And I'm going to put this on the screen here. Uh, it, it just, I guess it led to the, the first uh, first time your country defaulted on its debt. So let's pick up from there when we left off. And well before then, you guys were having economic issues. But you just, just, just jump in from that moment, man. What, what, what has happened since that time? This is about a month ago. If yeah, mistaken. so a month ago, Sri Lanka was was uh, was supposed to go on default, but we mm-hmm. went on a soft default, as yeah. in we 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 declared that we are going to go on default before we run out of money, and so we did. And um, since then, there's been a lot of political upheaval, especially uh, during uh, last month, last May, uh, May 9th, There was a lot of um, violence, riots as well. People were infuriated. Uh, the fact that uh, they've been robbed and they've been, uh, I mean, they've been mistreated. So uh, there was a, the government, um, the prime minister's supporters, they attacked the main protest site 
uh, in front of the presidential secretariat and uh, that, uh, that where that started it ended as a island wide riot where all these ministers and parliamentarians and politicians most of them lost their houses people mobs and all these people gathered and they went and they burned down their houses mm-hmm. condemned the politicians and it started going out of hand and for at least one week they we had um, curfew and uh, the military was on the on the streets as well yeah. but now uh, since then the prime minister has resigned his cabinet has also resigned his government mm-hmm. as well a new prime minister who is um, pro western as in mm-hmm. is regarded as a very pro western pro capitalist um prime minister is is taken over the government and he has um formed a new government with uh, politicians from uh, from both sides of the aisle mm-hmm. and now he has uh, the day he took in uh, came to power he promised that uh, the sri lankan economy uh, he, would, he would try to save it because uh, it's beyond saving right now but he right. said he'd do his best and he'll make sure that the people won't starve because uh, sri lanka is now actually heading towards a food crisis that we run out of food and uh, we might not be able to uh, provide food for the general population because of the very um, bad um, agricultural policy that the president and his government launched uh, last year uh, where he where he banned chemical fertilizer and said the entire country is going organic but uh, people weren't um, familiar with organic farming and the entire agricultural system collapsed and now we are facing the consequences of a, a possible food shortage and um, since then uh, the world bank uh, the international monetary fund and all these uh, organizations they have said that they are going to help sri lanka but they are under one condition that uh, sri lanka has to have political stability if there's no proper government if there's no proper leadership and if there's no proper accountability right. uh, none right. of these international organizations would pledge uh, financially to sri lanka right no, no, let, let, let me interrupt for one second so uh, i started off with those that are plugged in talking about how you know well before the sri lankan you know economic crisis began it was due to governance and the lack thereof the lack of leadership and you know you guys are also under a democratic structure but then again, that's all fine and good when it's when things are going well. But in the midst of a crisis to where too much debt, which is what your country has been subjected to and uh, not a, not enough you know, proper leadership, a lot of corruption, a lot of criminality has led to, you know, the, your rupee, which ultimately impacts everyone's lives. And then that, that plays on once again, the, the books, you know, when money dies, you know. Well before money dies, the government fails the people because it itself dies itself. So now we're witnessing that. Now I put up this article here. Is this the guy that uh, this the the new leadership or whoever? Is this 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 guy here, this tycoon guy who's set to replace the brother in parliament? Is this a part of this government shift or or what? So this is about Dominic Pereira. He's he's regarded as the wealthiest man in Sri Lanka. He's kind of like the Donald Trump. I'm not, not Donald Trump. He's like um. Who's the richest guy? Not Elon Musk, as in, but you can't compare him to Elon Musk. But he's the richest Sri Lankan uh, businessman uh, in the country. He's yeah. the richest guy. He 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 contributes like around five to seven percent of the D- GDP. And uh, wow. this guy, this guy, he's going to be joining uh, the parliament as a lawmaker from the ruling party, and uh, he's supposed to get a cabinet ministry, which is. Um, connected to investments and uh, technological research as well 
So people, yeah. um, people have been, I mean, they have been criticizing him as well. It's, it's like buying your way into the government. Right. And uh, the people have been saying that he has a lot of, con- uh, I mean, conflicts of interest because he's, he, I mean, he's, he has a lot to benefit- lose. He has, he has a lot to lose as well, but he's, he has a lot of benefit as well because right. uh, his his businesses can benefit from from his power as well. So right. there, there are two sides, as in his his entire business depends on the Sri Lankan economy. If it fails, his business fails. Mm. But there's the other side where people have been saying that he's been caught for tax evasion and all of that as well. Mm-hmm. So um, there's high hopes for him to have some kind of a impact on the Sri Lankan economy since he has an interest uh, regarding the I mean the he probably he'll, he has some experience in uh, managing a business and he knows uh, more than a typical politician right. but uh, people have also been opposing his appointment as in it's like buying your way into the parliament right. not not going without people's uh, votes and all of that Right. But um, so far, um, we don't know what he'll come and do. We don't know what uh, what he's up to as well. It's all uh, we might know in another two three weeks. It might be good. It might be detrimental to the economy. Uh, we cannot guess because he's a businessman. He has he's never been a politician. He has never been an administrator of any kind of an economy. We don't know. He might be good at uh, managing his business. But uh, we're not sure if he's good at managing the country's economy. But uh, the prime minister, the new prime minister, is now the finance minister. Mm -hmm. And the guy who who was responsible for the entire economic collapse has now even resigned from the parliament. In fact, it's it's his parliament seat that this business tycoon who's uh, taking it Mm is probably like sold it. And uh, this guy, uh, the guy who's responsible for the economic collapse and the people who marched against him, he's uh, gone back. To, I mean, we've heard that his entire family has gone back to the United States because he's a dual citizen. He's a U.S. citizen. Mm. And, um, yeah, he, he just said, I, I just can't go to the U.S. and just uh, settle down right. because all his grandchildren and everyone is in the U.S. And, um, yeah, that that's the issue in Sri Lanka where a lot of dual citizens, many, many of them who are Americans holding um, legislative powers. And uh, it's like this. I know that you won't. I, I, I know it's very unfair because um, say that you are an American and you have some Chinese guy who is a Chinese citizen and also an American citizen. He's, he's coming to Congress and he passes bills that benefits China. And that would... Uh, that's that's not that's not good and i know that it's illegal too i mean yeah. it never happens in every other country but in sri lanka it happened and the lawmakers are trying to push in to ban dual citizens because um, it's it's obviously not good for the country or the economy because they do not have any interest in uh, developing the country but uh, this guy who left the country he was one of the rajapaksha brothers he had he had uh, developed and uh, systematic corruption it's like a racket the entire country's yeah. bureaucracy turned out to be so corrupt that it it the whole democratic value of it just went down because these people right. they came into power with a majority vote it was a landslide all right so that's right. democracy but it was uh, they were chosen it, it, was, Them, it, it was pre it was predetermined you know the outcome was predetermined that's not that's yeah. not that's not democracy that's 
crony the donagogery and all types of words i mean it's 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 and that's where my whole point is that you know government and the way it's currently been presented to us is failing all around the world like you know there's no way around it you can't you know oust one person then bring his brother in or bring a businessman in and expect them to operate in the best interest of the public and you know it's just not in your country it's here in america right now as we're here in it's in europe it's in south it's in everywhere and that's one of our biggest crises that needs to be addressed before we can deal with the other things. And, and so let's pivot a little bit and talk about, uh, you know, the rupee. So I'm going to share a little article that I came across uh, just talking about uh, how because of the government crisis, corruption is taken over. Debt is a problem. Partial default. And now you guys had to go do some things. IMF, World Bank, trying to get help from them. And of course, that's more more problems. But the currency. And so it says Sri Lanka needs to print one trillion rupees to keep the economy afloat. According to this headline here, which was May 25th, is this accurate or is this, you know, just some other? No, it's it's um, it's it's quite true because uh, there's a lot of government employees in Sri Lanka. It has been a burden. There's um, it's like this. I'll tell you, uh, it's um, I'm not quite sure if it's relating to the U.S. or the West, but in Sri Lanka and other third world countries, whenever there's a government that comes into power with a landslide, they'll hand over jobs. And jobs that are not even necessary, government jobs. They'll and people create, had to be paid, yeah. create jobs, but they, they create jobs and they hand it over. All right. Those are government jobs. So for those jobs, those people, they have to print money. Yeah. They have to print the government. Of course, if, if I print money, it's illegal. But mm-hmm. the government can print money and they can just hand it over to people. And that's what happened. The Sri Lankan government sector has been a burden to the entire country. They're like around four or five people who are just sleeping on the job because they have nothing else to do. But they've got the government job and it's permanent. They mm. can't be fired. They are, they are working for 30, 40 years and they're getting a pension as well. But they're doing nothing. And people have to pay. The taxpayers have to bear the brunt of their salaries right. as well from, from taxes as well. So the government is now printing money to pay their salaries and the right. government is also printing money to stabilize the rupee. But yeah. now, since the new prime minister and the new government has been appointed, the the, the dollar rate, as in Sri Lanka's uh, rupee, was almost close to 400 rupees a dollar. But now it has now uh, gone down and it, it's been a bit stabilized right now because yeah. of the political stability that has been established after the previous corrupt regime. Uh, they resigned, but they did not completely resign. There's a lot of uh, politicians from that uh, party now in the government as well, who mm-hmm. the portfolios. But it, uh, the political situation has um, stabilized a bit and we can see some improvement in the economy. But this, still, there are fuel lines, there are petrol lines, there are gas lines and there are food, food lines. And the lines are endless in Sri Lanka. Yeah. It's, it's not a help. I mean, it's, it, it made it okay and it made it uh, better but it didn't uh, fix uh, Sri Lanka's economic crisis and Sri Lanka needs a lot of international aid to go through this oil Sri Lanka is going to collapse and if Sri Lanka collapse next is Pakistan Pakistan is also having Mm. um, the same sort of situation but Pakistan is a huge economy so they can I mean they can bear it and they can bear it for some time but Sri Lanka has been neck deep in debt and yeah. um, Sri Lanka has to find a way. Now, at the moment, Sri Lanka is scraping for money and aid to get their fuel, to yeah. get the economy running. But um, so far, we do not have a permanent solution to pay our debts. 
Yeah. And I mean, sustainable debt payment, I guess that's called. Um, but, but, but get out of this right. economic situation. Right. And so on a screen here, just, you know, just to, just to highlight more of the case of what you're talking about here, like, you know, according to this uh, currency chart, you know, weighted against the dollar, it looks like, you know, March 8th is when I think we first co- we connected a little bit after that. And this was the beginning where the Sri Lankan uh, rupee just, ba- as I say, yeah, sometimes fell off the cliff. It fell off the mm-hmm. cliff. And ever since then, it's been basically just teetering on the brink of, you know, not much value whatsoever weighted in the dollar. And so this is just another example, I think, where a lot of people can learn how, you know, it was there was stability with the currency until March 8th. And then since that point now, you know, and weighted against the dollar, the dollar has strengthened significantly. And this is what's happening to, in a lot of other countries around the world right now, as the dollar, the Dixie, the, the trade weighted dollar version strengthens, other currencies are destroyed. Therefore, the lifestyles of other people follow suit. And so let, let's let's touch on a little bit about the day-to-day lifestyle people as a result of their currency because you mentioned uh since we last talked i asked you how things were on your side uh, you said it's gotten a little tighter got a little tougher because of the valuation of the currency if you don't mind you know can you share a little bit of you know, what's happening now over the last 30 plus days as a result of the rupee uh you know trending downward as as a result of that there's been a lot of um, cut downs on imports and vital imports medical supplies and even the anti-rabies vaccine, anti-venom vaccine, if you feel bitten by a snake in Sri Lanka, you most probably die because you run out of vaccines. Mm. And um, that and essential medical items with, that we import from uh, abroad, we do not have enough uh, foreign exchange reserves to buy them. And also fuel as well. We, there is a lot of fuel lines. And yeah. um, the, the, the price of fuel... I'll give you an example. It was around 150, 190 rupees previously. And now it's shot up to 400 rupees. And it's like around twice or 2.5%. I mean, twice. I think it's 150% increase of the fuel price. And and that has also affected the food prices as well. So now the people, they're having issues. Number one, I'll tell you that their purchasing power has decreased over 50%. If someone ate three meals... Four months ago, he'll probably be eating two meals or at least one meal right now. And that has affected even the middle class. So, so far, all these economic crises only affected the working class. And the politicians did not give, I mean, they did not give anything about that. But now the middle class and the upper middle class have had the shock of their lifestyles being changed. They have to ration, they have to wear the same clothes. They don't have enough fuel to go anywhere. They can't even start their cars. There's constant power cuts, three hours, four hour power cuts per day. And people and their lifestyles have completely changed in around two months. And that's the shock that everyone's experiencing. And that happened, I'll tell you, because you said until March. Of course, until March, the dollar to rupee ratio was stabilized. But what you do not know is that the Sri Lankan Central Bank gave an exact amount for the dollar. So they set a price that uh, 200 rupees is equal to one dollar, right? Mm-hmm. That okay. was given. They did not let the dollar to free flow. Uh-huh. And then, so, of course, there was a black market because of that. So even though the Central Bank says, okay, pay 200 rupees per dollar, in the black market, it went for around 300, 350 rupees per dollar. So people who are abroad, of course, the expatriates, they they sent dollars to Sri Lanka in in illegal ways, not through the 
secure channels. So if Sri Lanka stopped receiving forex from abroad, and Sri Lanka has a lot of workforce, like the Philipp like the Filipinos and all these people in the Southeast Asian nation. A lot of Sri Lankans are working in the West, in Japan, South Korea, in the Middle East, and they've been sending a lot of dollars to Sri Lanka. And because yeah. of that, we did not face that economic crisis. But after the dollar was given a set amount by the central bank, people used other ways to send dollars, and that was the blow to the Sri Lankan economy. Right. And when they, when the government decided to free flow, uh, I mean, float the float the rupee yeah. in uh, in around mid-April, it was too late. From two hundred rupees, it went to three hundred and eighty, and that was the shock. And that shock. Uh, affected every Sri Lankan and that is why everyone went to the streets and protested because it significantly changed their lifestyles over over like two three days yeah and that is why it has it has been so bad for the society and social structure in Sri Lanka as well yeah now you know to move further man I, you know I, you know for those who are tuning in you know the whole point of having this conversation today on Sunday is to really just shine light on what's happening in Sri Lanka just because you know regardless of what part of the country we're part of the world we're in regardless of our skin color ethnicity language whatever we're all of the same uh you know all the same tribe in a sense and so you know when you hurt definitely it touches me because i don't want to see nobody you know going through what they're going through and especially if it's something that can be prevented or minimized due to our our, our governance crisis like we have every country have a government government crisis because our leaders are not real leaders they've been bought and paid for by Extra, you know, external forces and, and entities, and they're operating their best interest, not in the best interest of the people. And so, like, you know, I, I want to start having those dialogues where we can talk about how to really, you know, reach more people to help fix these problems. When my 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 strategy is that everybody has to recognize the problem at hand, and then also become more active, become more vocal in spre- expressing their concerns and displeasure in the people that they say are, are representing them because they're not. And so, once one person echoes his voice loud enough, more people ca- it catches on. And it becomes somewhat of, of a movement in a sense where people can bring about change individually in a sense. But uh, let's let's continue on. So I noticed as of today, uh, just talk about the fuel situation. This is something that came out uh, weekly fuel quotas. And so look, I guess this article here, you touched on it just briefly. So I assume heading into this week, this is something that I guess might be on the table. And so how do you think this fuel quota is going to work? Like, what will they do? Like, you can't get no more than a certain amount of liters a day or yeah. What type of and so how would that be received? So, types of vehicles have been provided. Say that um, cars and all of that vehicles might get um, four thousand, five thousand rupees of um, maximum fuel amount allowed for them. After that, they'll have to just leave because, um, and that's not happening anywhere. I mean, it's happening everywhere. But there's there's a fuel black market that has taken place in Sri Lanka as well, where mm-hmm. people would just stay in line. They'll pump fuel and they'll take it out and sell it in the black market for twice the price. And now it's becoming very bad where all these people, if you go to, if you just travel around Sri Lanka, I mean, in the streets of Sri Lanka, it's all fuel lines. It's all fuel lines. It's everyone's on the street waiting for six to 10 hours to pump fuel. I was in a, I was in a fuel queue uh, uh, three days ago. I had to stay eight hours to pump around, uh, 3,000. I mean, oh, in liters, it's around um, 10 liters. You say and that's eight it. hours. Yeah. Have people just stay and people sleep in their cars to pump fuel. Yeah. That's, it's been really bad in Sri Lanka. And all this fuel that we are getting from, we are getting it from India. 
and mm-hmm. that is for uh, credit as well if india stop sending us fuel the entire economy is going to collapse and it's going to be very bad so we are running on fumes the entire country is running on fumes right now watch this just so this is just something i came across uh you know open up this open up the discussion for what might be you know sri lanka may have to buy more russian oil prime minister tells the ap so this was as of you know a couple hours ago so I take it, you know, as a part of the whole, you know, also give me your perspective on what's happened between Russia and Ukraine. And, you know, is it is it is the narrative you're being told the same as it is over here? Because it's from Western media. It's all Russia's fault. Da, 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 da. They're the aggressor. And of course, Ukraine is winning and we don't know who to believe. So you're a lot closer to that region. So perhaps the news that you're getting is different. So feel free to share your your your, your thoughts. You know, you know it's, it's, it's whatever. And then also. If, if that article about Sri, Sri Lanka looking to accept Russian oil, then that goes against the whole sanctions side of things where the, they're told to close off Russia from the world. And obviously it's not working. And so share with us your thoughts and ideas on the whole Russian Ukraine situation brief and how that oil, if it is coming to Sri Lanka, it will it help with a herd or, or what? Of course it'll help, but give me your thoughts on that. So the Russian Ukrainian situation has, uh, has had a global impact, especially when it comes to food security, because they produce around 25% of the wheat that's been right. exported, Russia and Ukraine together. Right. Uh, and now it's, it's affected all. I mean, of course, countries like the United States, the, the, the top world countries like uh, UK, the European Union, they won't be much affected by this um, wheat problem. But countries in the third world, we shouldn't say it's the third world, as in we are not. Right. They're not some kind of another caste of right. people, but countries in the developing world, they much rely on these wheat sup- uh, supplies from the, the Russians and the Ukrainians. And now it has completely stopped. And as well as uh, wheat, as they, have, they provide fertilizer for mm-hmm. countries around the world, especially impoverished countries. And now uh, because of the fertilizer shortage, there's, a, there's going to be a huge uh, fruit crisis that's going to be taking place in the developing world especially in in the african region and also in south asian region as well even we are running out of fertilizer and uh, sri lanka is a very agrarian economy as in we need a lot of fertilizer to farm and we need a lot sri lankans eat a lot of rice as many south asians as well so mm-hmm. and we need a lot of fertilizer and the ukrainian and the russian situation it, it has it has stagnated i'll, I'll tell you as a example yeah the, the Russians are pouring in all their troops, their weapons as well. The Ukrainians are being supplied by all these stocks of the United States and NATO allies, especially Germany, Spain, France, and all these people. They are supplying heavy weapons as well, mm-hmm. and it's been it's been really good for the weapons companies from both sides of the both sides from Russia as well as the United States and the NATO allies as well. So I don't think it's going to stop. They're going to fight because, of course. It's based on attrition. Who has the most amount of people? Who has the most amount of weapons to put into the war? Will mm-hmm. win. Now it's like whoever won. People, they will just. Uh, it's a battle of resources. Yeah. So they are going to make sure that the Russian waste all their economy and all of that on the Ukrainians, and they are going to make sure that the Ukrainians. Um, I mean, of course, Russia and I mean NATO can't get themselves involved straight because they're nuclear powers but right. they can make sure that the russians pay for it dearly in ukraine and now it's been very much uh, stagnating in that war that war is not going anywhere it's going to last for some time it's going to be la- it's going to last for years and it's going to have a global impact 
And in Sri Lanka, I'm going to tell you recently, it was last week, that a Russian airline, Aeroflot a passenger airline, was detained in the Sri Lankan airport for, you know, that um, they've been leasing out a lot of Airbus aircrafts and Boeing mm-hmm. aircrafts from the West. And yeah. they have stopped playing, paying their leases and they are still operating those um, planes. And one of those planes was detained in Sri Lanka for not paying their lease. And uh, the Sri Lankan government, of course, Sri Lanka and Russia are traditionally allies, even though Sri Lanka is not, is, is an underlying nation. Russians and Sri Lankans have been having a really good relationship for the past 70 years since um, independence. Because any UN resolution that is being brought against Sri Lanka is always vetoed by China and Russia. It's always vetoed by China and Russia. Mm-hmm. And now the Russians got really hurt when one of their airplanes got detained in Sri Lanka. And because one of those planes cost around 100 or 100 million dollars. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and all these, you know, the Russia-Sri Lanka relationship, all these planes, they were bringing in tourists to Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, I mean, we depend on tourism as well. Tourism is a huge part of our economy. And uh, the Russians felt that they were mistreated. But Sri Lanka, of course, uh, the government directly intervened in that court justice protest process. And um, they made sure the Russian airline could leave Sri Lanka. And that was a huge strain between Sri Lanka-Russia relations. Mm -hmm. But then, since then, Russians and Sri Lankans have been uh, trying to sort it out and uh, trying to figure out a way to bring in more Russian tourists and uh, trying to uh, fix the relationship. Because Sri Lanka is now under a pro-Western prime minister, of course. Right, so, right. So uh, that's, that's, that's one of the very, uh, very uh, that, that's, issues that's, that took part. Yeah, yeah. And that's, not good. That's, definitely, that's definitely not good for the uh, Sri Lankan people just because basically saying like a Western puppet is in charge of your country. Therefore, everything will favor what the West wants rather than what their for, former, you know, current allies russia and china might might want to do now i want to open it up uh get some questions from those that are, that are watching so feel free to throw some thoughts uh or questions for lihiru to answer but last question on my side before i open it up to the to the audience um the BRICS. we got the shanghai cooperation organization we got the eau uh eurasian asian eurasian i can't think of off the top of my head but I'm, I'm sure you know what i'm talking about we have all those entities forming right now that are in my opinion, designed to counter the IMF, the World Bank, and all the Western interests. Based upon you being closer to that region, what what are you seeing? Is there is the Belt and Road Initiative still on? And is China and Russia's collaboration and partnerships? Is that something that you know on that side of the world will will reposition the other nations? Because you know we got the, the BRICS, the AIB. That's a good portion of the you know more productive countries, to say the least. So what do you think? What are you hearing? What are you seeing? What do you think is coming from the East, in your opinion? So Sri Lanka is a good example where uh, we could just point out and say that when you are in neck deep in debt, mm-hmm. no one's going to help you. And especially when it comes to China. Yeah. China was very reluctant in restructuring Sri Lankan debt. We Everyone expected as China being so close to Sri Lanka and part of Sri Lanka being part of their Belt and Road Initiative, China would cut some slack. And right. help us with the debt problem, but they did not. They haven't yet. Mm. They'll be providing some financial aid, like fifty million dollars, forty million dollars in medical aid, food aid, and all of that. But they have not agreed to restructure our debt, and that is a good example to say that even though 
the the countries in the west and the countries in the east uh, south south asia and southeast asia could uh, rely on the west for mm-hmm. their support in economic aid but when it comes to belt and road initiative um sri lanka is a very good example that they might not come to help you to restructure debt and um, it's 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 very tragic we do not know what china is up to in sri lanka but thank goodness for india providing some kind of financial aid to sri lanka we are still breathing as a country we have not experienced total collapse but maybe india is helping sri lanka because it's not good for their region if if their the most neighboring country is destabilized that is very bad for that india as well because we have like a very similar culture very same almost the same kind of people and the same kind of religions but we are two different countries it's like russia and ukraine yeah so if ukraine is destabilized it's not good for russia if sri lanka is not is sri lanka's uh, destabilized it's not good good for india but uh, right. even though india is providing us aid we are still yet to get aid from uh, the belgian road i mean from the chinese of course right. Right. and uh, that is why i'm saying um even though the west, the west has a very um i'm not saying that they're good or anyway because everyone no one would ever give you there's no free lunch there's right. always something when someone gives you aid or money but uh, there's a huge issue with relying on those new organizations that have been formed because right. they have no experience in uh, dealing with these kinds of situations when it comes to the us and the west as you know after world war 2 there was the marshall plan and there have been many other economic aid packages that have been provided for countries that have experienced war or economic collapse mm-hmm. but uh, these new countries that are taking the lead that they are fighting against the dollar uh, they do not have any experience in dealing with these sort of crisis situations and mm-hmm. even though sri lanka is facing it right now many other countries could follow but who could they depend on that's the issue that has come if, right. if sri lanka has been taken as a good example for uh, not relying on your new newest friends when it comes to uh, financial aid uh, what i can say is that uh, we have been suffering and there's no one for us to help i mean no one has come up to help us and so right. far it is only the imf the world bank and the european union maybe the united states and india who have Right. come forward to help us but there's no help from the chinese yet it is right. it is very sad right now you know um that to me doesn't surprise me one bit that the west still wants to make sure they have their hands in on things just to you know come in with a so all those entities imf world bank you know they're all western entities that ha- are part of the reason why sri lanka is so heavily indebted like you know like this I was reading an article so article and even you mentioned when we start first started talking about how the IMF said they'll give you a loan if you you know shake up your government if you and I saw something about let the let your currency free float to let things settle down then we'll give you a loan but if you can't pay your current debt what's the point of taking on new debt so the whole system is designed to make sure Sri Lanka never gets free from the debt trap just like every other nation and so you know for those that are tuning in uh, definitely you know I'm going to throw, throw out some questions uh, from the from the chat but i started off talking about you know when money dies and when money destroys nations and well before then you know before currency dies it's the government that goes through problems lying and all the corruption and criminality whatever then the result of that was the currency because they use the currency to try to paper over the problem and it ruins people's lives so but before i open up the next question real quick based upon i think it's 21 or so million people on the island of sri lanka 
how has the currency crisis impacted pensions from the government or from corporations, the retirement schemes? Give us a, a viewpoint. Once the currency is going through fluctuations, how does that impact all those promises to pay? And then I'll ask so, so, the audience. Uh, the largest social security fund, sort of a social security fund in Sri Lanka, is the employment uh, employee provident fund. Mm-hmm. Where every employee has part of their salary is being taken into that fund. When they retire, they'll get a huge lump sum of money. Right. And now, since the currency has depreciated around, say, that three or four times against the dollar, now it's worthless. And the issue is, if since there's a lot of government employees in the Sri Lankan uh, sector, I mean, in Sri Lanka, there's a lot of government employees because we are part of a very socialistic economy so if they have been uh, fired or sent home voluntarily uh, the government won't be able to pay all of them with that money because we do not have that money left it's it's gone it's the bank's empty yeah so that's why the government employees are still being kept and still be money being printed to pay their wages because if they all left at once they would not have all their life's money man it's like it's like you work for 30 years and you have around some money to buy a house but all that money is just gone out of in one second that's going to happen if everyone starts leaving uh, their employments no one's going to have money to pay that uh, social it's it's going to collapse if, if that happens and right. that happened because of government mismanagement all of these money have been invested in hedge funds and other very corrupt uh, sort of regimes. For example, there's a Greek bond scam where Sri Lankan officials knew that the Greek economy is going to fall. They still invested money and they still bet on the Greek economy when it fell. They knew it and they bet the public money on the Greek economy when it fell and we lost a lot of money from that as well. And and when it comes to oil, there was the hedging deal where the Sri Sri Lankans bet that the, uh, that the oil prices uh, would not reduce. As in, if the oil prices increase, it would be uh, bad to Sri Lanka, right? Mm-hmm. But what happened was the oil prices decreased and Sri Lanka lost a huge, huge amount of money. And because of those sort of deals made by politicians and high-level bureaucrats managing the Sri Lankan economy, mm-hmm. we are right now here. This is a man-made catastrophe. This is not, this is not like because of the global uh, inflation rates or anything. This is man-made. This has been made by the bureaucrats, the politicians, and they've been working together. And most of these bureaucrats and politicians have dual citizenships in other Western countries. So they can just fly away. But everyone else has to stay in this country and they have to bear the brunt of what's going to happen. And it is very tragic. Oh, man, man, man. It is. So let's get to some questions. Uh, Lahiru, I appreciate you, man, for uh, yeah, just shining light on what's happening in your country, man. And, and of course, you know, before we end, I want to find out, uh, you know, what can other people who are watching this, what can they do? How would you recommend they help? So here's a question for you. Uh, it says, uh, did the people of Sri Lanka know that the government was doing that at the time and the government took loans and secured the assets of the country? So you basically hit on hit on that. The, the, the people of Sri Lanka were misinformed. 
the government propaganda machine was very much well funded by corporations and all of these entities mm-hmm. and the politicians were very good at lying they, which is why during last may people organized themselves and burned down almost all the residences belonging to politicians and people were uh, expressing their fury they felt betrayed they felt lied upon by politicians right. and high level bureaucrats they were misinformed the media were on it as well the media were very much involved in lying to the public and right. the people feel betrayed right that's so, it so so you just to me so the same political structures same mainstream news spread lies calling everybody else misinformation disinformation but yet that's what you get so next question is how much gold does their country have you got reserves any, any gold reserves zero Okay, that uh, definitely puts you in a, that country in a very bad position. Yeah. Um, okay, so feel free to throw out some questions, and uh, we'll get them on here. Uh, let me see here. So, uh, so you probably can see if you look to the left of your screen uh, some questions, and so feel free to if something jumps out to you, you can ask it. But it says a question: Is the laws of the land being followed, or is it becoming anarchy? Tattoo, mm. policy, you know, po- policy. So, um, Sri Lanka has not been uh, so far. Sri Lanka has not collapsed into anarchy there was a there was a point last may that everyone feared that sri lanka might run into anarchy but it did not and laws are being followed the the main problem that uh, the, the main issue that happened to sri lanka was that in 2019 this current government the, the government that is responsible for the economic collapse they came to power saying they are going to reduce taxes and they did reduce taxes for the billionaires and the millionaires and that highly affected the sri lanka it just expedited the economic collapse the economic collapse was supposed to happen in 2024 or 2025 but it happened uh, during the coronavirus pandemic period because the taxes were reduced they were reduced like they were reduced in a huge amount and now the new government uh, is going to uh, they are planning to raise the taxes again on the billionaires but People still have doubt when the richest guy in the country is going to become a minister. I don't think he's going to have, uh, help uh, raise the taxes on the billionaires. So mm-hmm. it's yet to be determined. But uh, cutting the tax on, I mean, the, the government raised the tax on the normal people, the regular people. But they cut the tax on the billionaires, which is why the economic collapse uh, became a reality very soon. That's the issue. And uh, the laws, when it comes to laws, it's very... I would say it's Victorian level. It's like the laws in Sri Lanka are being directly derived from the British, and uh, laws in Britain have been laws in the United Kingdom has been uh, refurbished. They have been reformed, but Sri Lanka still has laws from the 1800s. Wow! Wow! Okay. Uh, yeah, that says a lot. So, a couple more questions here. Um, let me see. I saw something here. So, a question from Dr. Moda says, "What are some What are some of the things in short supply? Like, what are some things you know? Like, what what what?" What disappeared first that people needed? And then, of course, it went to the black market, I'm sure, for double or triple the price. But what are some things short in supply? And, and and for those that are watching this, based upon what you're experiencing now, what recommendations would you make for people who might want to get ahead of the curve if they start to sense things crumbling the way that it is there, if you don't mind? So in Sri Lanka, Sri Lankans uh, consume a lot of milk powder. I'm not sure about the United States or uh, I don't know. Maybe that y'all uh, do. Y'all uh, have fresh milk, or is it uh, milk powder? 
We got normally we have we have both, but more people go to the store and get some you know some some cold some cold milk out the fridge. Where I know oh, okay. every every so, other country you got the the warm milk on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, and the powder. Sri, Lanka, Sri, Sri Lanka has a lot of cows, but Sri Lanka uh, Sri Lankans rely on uh, milk powder, and that's a huge. Uh, um, people believe it's a huge Western conspiracy where the milk powder was first uh, given to Sri Lankans for free for so long mm-hmm. and they became so used to it and now uh, Sri Lankans have to pay a lot of money to buy those uh, milk powder from Australia, New Zealand, Austria and all these uh, countries. So the first thing to run out was um, because of the forex shortage and because of the economic collapse was milk powder. And then it was baby formulas and all these other imp- essential stuff that's been imported and then uh, there was a medical shortage. All these essential drugs for diabetes, heart disease, and all this stuff were also in short supply. And now they are almost non-existent. Mm. And um, then it was the fuel. It was the fuel. And uh, we have like cooking gas. They come in like, you know, the propane cylinders and all that. They, yeah. they come in cylinders. And uh, we do not have, a Sri, uh, most of 90% of Sri Lankan households use that gas. And Sri Lankans are now run out of uh, cooking gas as well. Now they are using firewood. And uh, it's very stupid when you can see lawmakers in parliament saying, using firewood is good for your health, Mm. which is uh, very tragic because they are the guys who are responsible for that shortage. And uh, we lost lost, uh, fuel around uh, three months ago, three, four months ago, the the line started uh, appearing. And the cooking gas is also, there's, there's a huge shortage as well. There's a medical shortage. There's a shortage of food, especially when it comes to bakery products like um, bread, yeah. buns, and all this stuff. They, they've uh, risen like uh, 200%. And it's it's almost hard to uh, buy some bread now. It's a huge, it's a luxury item right now. Right. And uh, cakes and all this stuff are now almost non-existent because uh, it's too expensive for Sri Lanka, even the middle class to afford. And... Right. Um, it looks very bad. It looks very bad. And uh, issues like um, chocolates, that we do not have any chocolates being produced in Sri Lanka. We always import those stuff from the West and uh, we run out of chocolates as well. There's not, not a lot of chocolates and all the sweet products that's being imported uh, to Sri Lanka. And there's um, um, whatever you see on Western shelves, like, you know, um, what do you say? Um, M&Ms and all this stuff. We have run out of all of that. Whatever we can find is what's made in Sri Lanka because mm-hmm. there's a complete hold on importation. I mean, it's not. there's no government hold. The issue is we don't have any dollars to buy them. To buy, That's right. the issue. So, yeah. so, so nothing's coming Nothing's coming to the island just because you guys can't pay your bills to receive it. So nobody's... Yeah, so, so basically you're stuck with your own products there, which of course is bare minimum. And so the same thing will happen here in the US because we don't really produce much of value uh, you know, it'll be just a matter of time before shelves are emptied as well. So um, we're approaching 46 minutes. And I know it's, you know, it's early morning. It was almost 1 a.m. your time. So um, I want to be respectful of your time. But, you know, I, I appreciate you connecting with us. So uh, f- for those that let me actually share your some of your information. So if you guys want to stay uh, plugged in uh, to what's going on, you can go check out. Uh, so your situation. So you are, you know, partnering with News Cutter on uh on on social media as well as youtube so these are ways to stay up to date so go subscribe to news cutter and uh, you guys can stay plugged in on real world events as they unfold there and then also i'll bring up your twitter as well 
uh, because I appreciate you taking time for us. Is there any way uh, people on this side, as they become more informed, can help the situation in your neck of the woods? What can people do, um, you know, for you know, any causes or anything that, you know, people are on the ground doing real work that we can be a blessing to that, you know, of, of course, you as well. But um, what, what can people do to help out, if anything? Sri Lanka is now uh, short on medical supplies and um, there are um, organizations that uh, supply medical supplies to Sri Lanka and you can find it on just um, Google. You, if you can just Google yourself uh, how to provide medical supplies and essential medicine to Sri Lanka. There's a lot of infants and premature babies who are dying uh, in incubators because they do not receive the proper medical treatment because the government and all these hospitals have run out of medical supplies and uh, Sri Lanka is in desperate need of medical supplies and it can be found it's just easy you just have to google how to give uh, medical supplies to Sri Lanka how to give medical aid to Sri Lanka right. and all these all these uh, government information sites would appear first on google and uh, which that's the that's the most important thing we need medical supplies Sri Lanka is in, in need of a lot of medical supplies right Okay. Well, I appreciate you for sharing that. So for those that are tuned in, uh, what you would need to do, what it would help everybody is to take this video, share it so people can find out what's really happening out there. And then if you're on Twitter, go follow Lerihiru on Twitter and uh, stay plugged in there. And that'll be a way of being a blessing to him as well. Uh, so once again, I, I appreciate you for taking time, you know, this early morning, your time, but uh, I wanted to get this message out just because we can learn a lot because there will be more countries following suit. You said Pakistan perhaps is up next. So, we're going to be documenting this in real time uh, while, you know, counting our blessings here in the West and hopefully further preparing and doing the best we can to uh, stay ahead of events as they unfold. But, you know, it, it's life. It's part of life. So, uh, but once again, for those that are plugged in, appreciate you for taking time to join us, you know, hit that thumbs up button, go check out the hero on Twitter and as well as news cutter on YouTube, be a blessing to them and uh, you know, be back at it again this week. Be blessed, be safe. Peace. Thank you.